Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 44 of the Deception Tips Podcast, where you are learning how to read people and detect deception so that you will never be lied to again. Now, obviously, you're probably going to be lied to. It is something that happens every single day a number of times. In fact, a recent study stated that the average person lies about 200 times per day. Now, that is incredible. It is a huge number. It is an average that hasn't changed over the past, like, five years. They estimate that people lie about, you know, 200 times a day or five to ten times in every 20 minutes of conversation. So that's like one lie every two minutes. It is a lot of lies that people tell. Now, these aren't obviously huge detrimental lies. They're little things like, how you doing today? Good, when really you're not. Your dog just died. You know, things like that. Or, how, how do you like my shirt? Uh, it's okay, or it's good, I like it. No, you hate it. Things like that. Did you like the gift you received? Yep, it was awesome. No, Grandma gave me a knit sweater again. I hate those things. Stuff like that, that people just tell those polite lies, or those social lies, they're called. So chances are you are going to be lied to quite often. However, now that you're able to see that and you are learning how to spot those lies, you'll never be taken advantage of via a lie again. You'll be able to notice them, pick them out, and understand that those people are indeed lying. Now, whether or not you call them out on the lie, that is at your discretion. Obviously, if it's something hugely important, you may want to call them out. If it's something like whether or not they like your shirt, is it really important for you to call them out? You know, you know the truth. That's all that matters. Unless someone else really needs to know, it's probably not worth mentioning. So that being said, last week we talked about a sign of deception that was speech-based, and it was on a stalling or a delaying tactic. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Also, even if you have, it might be a good idea to kind of touch on it again, review it, discuss it with some friends, whatever you need to do to make sure you have it down. Pat. Now you can also watch the video on YouTube. That will help you as well. So it was about repeating the question. How liars may often ask for the question to be repeated or rephrased so that way they get a little bit more time to think about their lie. Now remember, it's not so much the time that they need to think about it. It's more of the two or three seconds, sometimes five to ten, or in some cases it may be even ten to fifteen seconds that they are allowing themselves to kind of mentally prepare for that lie, almost like a deep breath before a test or something where they just, they need a minute, level their head, type of a thing, you know, where they get a little bit of time, boom, now they're ready for that lie. They can tell it, they can be effective, and they will know with certainty or with fairly good certainty that someone will believe them because they've taken that mental moment to prepare for that lie. It is a stalling tactic that many liars use, and oftentimes it is in more open-ended questions or higher-stake questions rather than the yes or no questions. However, remember, if you ever see it in a yes or no question, the simplest answer to a yes or no question is obviously always yes or no. So anytime it takes longer than yes or no, you need to be watching out for some dishonesty right there. We talked about this in detail in episode 25. So I encourage you to check that one out as well, because if I ask you a yes or no question, 
What is so complicated about that? It's either yes or it's no. It's yes or no. It's not an essay question. It's yes or no. Therefore, if someone starts giving you an essay, something's up. You asked a yes or no question, so you want a yes or no answer. If it's more than that, pay attention to something else that could be going on. Anyway, today we are talking about a brand new sign of deception. It is deception tip 44. We're talking about how people can show that they may be a little uncomfortable or a little bit anxious. This is usually involved with touching certain areas of the body. We talked about this a couple times ago with the back of the neck. That's kind of an anxious, but this is more of a fidgeting gesture or something that people will do to kind of pacify themselves. It's called a pacification gesture. There are a number of these out there. They include wringing the hands, kind of massaging the fleshy part of the thumb. We're going to talk about them in a future episodes. So I encourage you to stay tuned for them. But this one is another area where they might be massaging or, or playing, pacifying another area. They'll play with certain objects. They may use their clothing as a pacification gesture, etc. So here it is. This is deception tip 44. Stress and defensiveness may be indicated when someone touches the dimple in their neck. Women may play with a necklace. Men may adjust their tie or collar. So here it is again, deception tip number 44. Stress and defensiveness may be indicated when someone touches the dimple in their neck. Women may play with a necklace. Men may adjust their tie or collar. So we've got a lot going on in this tip. We have stress and defensiveness indicated. Then when they're touching the dimple in their neck. Now not only are we talking about the dimple in their neck, but we're also talking about how women could play with their necklace and men may adjust their tie or collar. So first off, you may be questioning, well, what the heck is the dimple in the neck? Well, hopefully, when I mention the necklace and the tie and the collar, you kind of got an idea of where the dimple in the neck might be, or the neck dimple. This is right where the collarbone in the middle meets. Kind of if you feel along your shoulders, all the way towards the middle of your neck, there's a little V right there in the bone, kind of where your sternum meets the top. It is the very tip top of the sternum, there's a little V there in the bone. That is the neck dimple. A lot of people, when they're talking or when they're a little bit uncomfortable, they're going to put their fingers there and kind of massage that area. Now, the question might be, well, why do they do this? Of course, that's the question. Why are they doing this? What do they get out of massaging that area? Now, as everything with body language, there's always a little bit more of a scientific reason behind all of these signs, and I don't always dive into it. However, this one I feel is important. There is a huge nerve that runs along your entire front of your sternum and all the way down. This is a, a tension nerve. It's a very big nerve. And usually, when people are working all day, especially the people who work at a desk or like students in college, they're always kind of hunched. That nerve is very, very tense all day. So a lot of times, some college professors and stuff, they'll do a little demonstration that says, hey, if you guys need a break, you know, this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit in a chair or something or stand up and put your hands behind your back and fold them and kind of like puff out your chest, almost like you're going to stretch. Now, if you were to do this right now, what you're going to notice is pretty soon you're going to start arching your back and the lower part of your spine, you're going to feel that tension. You may start to even crack your lower back there, but then what's going to happen 
something is going to take over. And all of a sudden, you're going to be like pushing yourself out. And it, it's like a forced stretch. It's almost like a yawn. You can't stop it. You're going to stretch, and it's going to go, and you're going to stretch, and then it's going to be done. What happened was you were releasing a ton of tension on that nerve. So people who massage that neck dimple are massaging the very top of that nerve, and it's going to release some stress or tension there. And, of course, we are going to talk a lot more about this. We're going to dive into it more with the dimple, with necklaces, collars, ties, etc., and a little bit more on this nerve because I'm not quite done with it. But we're going to talk about it coming up right after this. Are you loving this podcast? Spencer Kaufman has created some deception tip videos to help you keep the wool off your eyes. Subscribe to the Body Language channel on YouTube today. All right, welcome back to Deception Tip 44, where we are talking about the science behind the huge nerve that runs along the front of your body. We're also talking about massaging away that tension using the neck dimple. So back real quick on this nerve. This nerve is so so sensitive and stressful that people want to massage away that tension. Now, a lot of people don't know it's there, so that is what's going on with this neck dimple. They're massaging the tip away of that nerve, and it is kind of releasing some of that stress and tension. Now, obviously, if you have performed the exercise I mentioned before earlier today where they you can kind of stretch, you puff out your chest, you stretch, hopefully you've done that. If not, I encourage you to try it out. Test it. And you'll see what I'm talking about, how it just kind of takes over, and all of a sudden you have a couple seconds of profound stretching to release that tension. That is what's going on when people massage that neck dimple. It is a pacification gesture to pacify away the tension and stress involved in telling their lie. So watch for this. Now, you may see it differently in men and women. The reason is because of the different accessories that they wear. Women Oftentimes, instead of just massaging that neck dimple, they may play with a necklace. Now, you can notice this oftentimes in any situation. They don't have to be lying. It is any stress and tension or defensiveness situation. Notice in the first part of the sign, I said stress and defensiveness may be indicated. That doesn't always mean they're lying. So, in, in for instance, in a job interview, if you're interviewing a woman, she may be playing with that area of her neck the whole time during the job interview. And then when she moves her hand away, you may notice that it's red in that area. And you're like, wow, what's going on? Well, it's because she's been pushing on it a lot. So there's a big red spot there. Or it's blotchy. Sometimes you can even see the after effects of this. So if you walk in on a conversation and say, what's going on with their neck? Ah, they were playing with their neck dimple area, which means they're very, very stressed and tense. Now the question is, are they stressed and tense because of the situation? Or are they stressed and tense because they are lying? So, you need to look for, obviously, patterns and clusters of behavior to back that up. But, that is the first sign to notice. Now, women, if they have a necklace there, wow, how convenient for them. Because now they can just kind of play with that necklace and sort of achieve a similar effect. Obviously, they're not massaging away the tension in that nerve, but they're pacifying the urge to do so. It's almost like smoking. When people smoke, it's not really the nicotine and stuff that they're craving. Obviously, it is, because that's the addictive property of cigarettes, but it's more the hand-to-mouth gesture. So people often beat smoking by putting a toothpick in their mouth or by eating a lot because they need that hand-to-mouth gesture. It's kind of like that. They are pacifying the urge to have a cigarette with something else. So 
Women who play with their necklace are pacifying the urge to massage that neck dimple area or release the stress and tension in that nerve by playing with their necklace. Now, in men, you'll see it a different way. They may adjust their tie. Now, obviously, once a man puts his tie on, it's pretty well adjusted. Either it's going to be way tight and it's solid, or it's just kind of normal and it really doesn't need to be messed with. However, you'll see kind of some men who kind of adjust that tie, or maybe they have their hand on there and they're playing with their tie knot. They're using that as a pacification gesture to pacify that urge to massage away the tension and stress in the neck dimple area because there's that big nerve there. They may also play with their collar. This could be like loosening the collar a little bit. Maybe they're fidgeting with the buttons up there on their collar. Now, one important thing to note is that the entire time I've been speaking to you guys about this, I have been unconsciously playing with the buttons on my collar. I've been pushing on that neck dimple area. Even in the beginning of the episode when I was telling you where it was, I was feeling along my collarbone down to that V in the area. Why? Because when I'm talking about it, I can't help but do it as well. Sort of like an example is if you guys are watching me, also because speaking about it makes it all of a sudden it starts to kind of happen. Remember when we talked about yawning way back when we said liars yawn in episode 39? It's not that long ago, but I gave you a minute because we were talking about it, and I, I encourage you to yawn, and eventually most of you listening probably ended up yawning. So if you haven't heard that broadcast, I go back and listen because it's quite humorous when how contagious yawns can be. So a lot of this stuff you'll notice that as I'm talking about it, maybe you're even touching the buttons on your collar. Or if you have a necklace and you're a woman, maybe you're fidgeting with your necklace. Or maybe even men, if they have a necklace, so they can wear necklaces too, and they might be touching their necklace. So with men, you got to watch out for all that. Obviously with women, if they're wearing a collared shirt with buttons, they may also do that as well. Some women even wear ties, so you can watch for that. Or they might wear like the neck scarves, sort of like you used to see with the flight attendants or stewardesses. So watch for those because that could be something that they may be moving around or adjusting as well. Pretty much any type of accessory near that nerve, people might play with because they are trying to pacify that urge. It is a pacification gesture. And as always, it, this is a sign of stress and tension. Could be defensiveness as well. It doesn't necessarily mean they're lying. This is just a sign of stress. Therefore, you need to determine whether or not it is stress only or whether they are lying, which means looking for other signs as well. So watch out for those patterns and clusters of behavior. Oftentimes, if they're pacifying one area of their body, they may switch to pacify another area of their body or do something else, which then means they could be slipping up in other areas of speech. They could dis display other signs of body language leakage as well. So as always, watch for those patterns and clusters of behavior. I want to thank you for listening this week to the Deception Tips podcast. I encourage you to share it with your friends, subscribe to the feed, check out the Deception Tips blog and also the Deception Tips videos, take a look at my books, and as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.